you feel it, you know it. D. Raw Productions. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Raw, coming to you What's with another on? episode of Houston Sports Connoisseurs. I got my boy, Corey, with me today. I am usual. back at it again. Yep, yep. Hey, don't forget to seek, listen, and learn to be a sports connoisseur just like me, D-Raw, your sports connoisseur. Um, as usual, we always open up with college football. Um, we're going to talk about week eight of college football. Give our feedback on what we've seen. You know, some good good games out there. Uh, a lot of no calls and just a lot of BS. But, you know, it is what it is in college football, especially when you got one of those uh, blue chip teams going against another former blue chip team of the past. And they want to, you know, look look bigger than what they are, but they really ain't all that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Damn. Is that how you really feel? Yeah, man, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it right away. UT, so you feel, so you feel, so hold on, let me get this right. So you feel U of H got cheated last week. Oh, U of H got cheated all the way. Um, that UT game, bro, it, it was a damn good game. 31-24 victory for UT. Um, Donovan Smith played his ass off in this one. Um, he went 32 for 46, 378 yards, three TDs, one interception versus Quinn Ewers. 23 for 29, 211. Two TDs. Um, in comparison of the two, Donovan Smith played pretty damn good. They kept the pressure off of him. Uh, the run game wasn't there though, you know. But uh, Matthew Golden, he he played good, and all the other receivers, uh, Man Jack played good as well. And UT, they they played pretty damn good as well. You know, they did as expected with the with the running backs, twenty carries, ninety nine yards. Xavier Worthy, six receptions, ninety two yards, a TD. But uh, when we when we talk about that fourth quarter, though, you know, coming down to a first down, given that we looked at the review, the, the instant replay, and we seen the running back cross the threshold for the first down, it was clearly a first down. And then they, they call a little injury timeout and come back and move the ball further back than what, you know, than expected by far. You know, that's that's bullshit. So, I'm not, not, you know, I'm not, you know, disagreeing with you in no shape or form. You was at the game. So, you witnessed it firsthand. One thing that always concerns me about stuff like that, when referees miss penalties or miss calls and then they come back and be like, oh, it was our fault. How does that really justify it? Because at the end of the day, you still cost them the win. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like they're going to say, oh, we're going to play this game again. Or or they're going to call it a tie or something. You know, that that's that's the bullshit part about it. It don't really matter if they admit it or not. They need to clean that shit up. And then my thing is, how can they say that uh, that they reviewed it? And you could clearly tell that they couldn't possibly have reviewed that play because he clearly got a, a first down. Everybody in the stadium seen that he got a first down. Everybody from national TV seen he got a first down. Even the commentator said he got a first down. So, 
you know, yeah, we, we look at that, bro. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. What are the refs really looking at? But you know what? He was never looking at the play. He never looked at the spot of the ball because guess what? Come to find out the referee, he went to UT Law School. What? Yeah. He's, he's a former Longhorn. He went to UT Law School. So there was no way possible U of H was going to get that call because UT was already cheating anyways. There's no reason that referee should be anywhere close to a Big 12 UT game. That's a bold allegation. I understand he went to UT Law and all of that stuff, but you are basically saying that he threw the game to make sure that UT came out on top. Yeah, didn't you see him go out there and throw the horns up? Because I did. Did you see him go out there in that burnt orange uh, with the uh, black stripes? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I seen it. UT cheating. Oh, my God. Wow. UT cheating. Wow. Know, you know who else got cheated uh, um, uh, last week as well? Ooh. UCF. They got cheated as well by Oklahoma. Yeah, that was a close game. That was closer than what I thought it was going to be, too. Yeah. Cheaters. Both of these... These new SEC schools cheating as they make their exit out of the Big 12. And I don't understand why the Big 12 is allowing these guys to get this shine. Is it because they want them to make the playoff or something? But uh, I don't think that's going to happen either way. I don't think neither one of the teams is good enough to make the playoff. Nah, I don't think no. Because I think with the last spot is with Florida State. Yeah, I think Florida State going to win out. Because Clemson not good and all the other teams that can really compete. I thought Duke had a chance. But then Duke went and just blew it against that little regular team that they played against. Shit. Duke it blew it. Work out. Duke blew it against Florida State, thirty-eight twenty. So yeah, nobody's gonna beat them in the last little go round. So Look, let, let's talk about the other uh, big game. We had Penn State and Ohio State. Number three, Ohio State taking on number seven, Penn State. Uh, of course, it had a lot of national recognition because it's two uh, big dogs. Two top ten ranked teams going against each other. Um, I will be honest. The game was good, but it was not what I expected it to be at all. It was it was really kind of a boring game. But um, Ohio State did take care of business and get the victory. That was a defensive juggernaut of a game, bro. Yeah, but it wasn't like they was really just out there forcing turnovers and stuff. It, it was the same old game we always expect when them two teams play against each other. There ain't really no slobber knocker and nothing like that. Ain't no hard hitting or nothing. It's just a boring old plain ass. Uh, I'm gonna run the ball first, second, third down, then I'm gonna try to, you know, throw a pass here and there. That's that's what that was. That shit was boring. Man, shout out to my boy Marvin Harrison Jr. Man, that was a big game for you last week, man. Oh yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Bro, 162 yards receiving. He keep doing it every week, week in and week out, and he's just showing that he gonna be a top five draft pick. Hey, one thing you did prove me right on, hey. Hey, he will be a solid number two or number three pick just on his just outstanding performance. Now, as far as who is he going to be paired with to throw the ball to, who, somebody going to throw the ball to, I still don't know because Kayla Williams let me down again. Oh, yeah, man. Kayla Williams and USC, they went out there and lost to Utah. Number 18, USC lost to number 14, Utah, 34 to 32. Kayla Williams, 252, no, 256 yards passing. Uh, wasn't enough to get it done. And once again, I claim that Kayla Williams is not truly a top five quarterback in uh, college football. I, I, I don't know what's going on. 
Like, I understand he's never beaten Utah. I get it. I, but at the same time, he has to really start shaking down and stop creating some internal. I feel like he forces a lot of passes. And I'm thinking I'm noticing this now because he plays against the other team so effortlessly. But when it comes to Utah, he, I feel like he makes the most mistakes. I, I also think this. I think last year was his home run year. You know, didn't nobody really have any tape on him and things like that. But this year, uh, him being the Heisman of last year, everybody's uh, watching tape on how to stop Kayla Williams. Everybody's drawing up defense to stop Kayla Williams. And now you kind of see his strengths and his weaknesses. Uh, also, you, you kind of also see that if he's on the NFL level, it's going to be much, much harder because you got much better players that study film and you got even better coaches that study film and put out, you know, uh, plays and schemes to stop certain players. And I, I just don't think Caleb Williams is going to be that successful. You can call me a hater or whatever. I just don't see it, bro. Now, I, I feel like he has potential, but at this point, he really needs the right coach to mold him and guide him in the right direction. I'm not saying that Lincoln Riley can't do it or Cliff Kingsbury didn't do it. I'm just saying when he gets to that pro level, that he really needs to just, like, find a coach that really just understands his type of game and just really get him where he needs to be. I hate to say it, but his dad might be right. He probably needs to stay in college another year. He do. He do. Just looking at him, he do. Shadur Sanders need to stay another year, and Kayla Williams need to stay another year for sure. You know, just to actually just polish them off and have them more refined. Because like Shadur, he holds on to the ball too long, and Kayla Williams in certain situations, whenever he feels like, you know, he needs to be, you know, puts the team on his back, I feel like he becomes a very turnover problem. Yeah. And, and it's not necessary. So if that's the case, then who's going to be the number one quarterback taken? Probably Drake May. I can't see him in those Bears before. I can. I can see it. But, yeah, see, you know, you know, the thing is, really, at this point, no matter how the USC season go, they probably going to take Caleb Williams, you know? Yeah. Especially, the Bears need something. Especially well, after you know he... I don't even think the Bears have number one draft pick anymore. Oh, no, they're going to have number one draft pick either way. Because of Carolina. So, yeah. They're going to take you either way. Yeah. They're going to take somebody. Um, did you see that Tennessee and Alabama game? Hey, that game was good. Alabama should have, I mean, Tennessee should have pulled that off. Yeah, I, I, I was highly disappointed, bro. They had them, what, 20 to 0? And they let them come back yeah. and beat them? That, that hurt. 34-20, man. Uh, 34-20 was the final score. I just don't get it. Like, especially with, you know, Alabama having so many issues at the QB position, and I'm I'm finally glad that they finally let Milro just get comfortable in the pocket and letting them do his thing as far as, like, doing his check downs, progressing, re making all the correct reads. I'm finally glad that Nick Saban is actually working with him instead of always trying to pull him out with the other quarterback. You don't need to play musical chairs with the quarterback, man. Let them make mistakes. Let them try to figure it out. 
That's what the game is for. Is I'd rather them make the mistakes now early in the season than to make it when the game is really on the line later on in a bowl game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Tennessee is just like A and M, bro. Like they can they can be having a, a good season, but when they face Alabama, they just never get it done. Never get it done. I know that even even last year with Hendon Hooker, I thought they was gonna get it done then. They just ah, they always came up short. They, they know how to fumble the bag, bro. They know and how to I fumble that bag. The bag since the Peyton Manning days, huh? Shit, yeah. They ain't, that was the last time they was actually dominant. Like, they be having good seasons. I mean, they a good team, but they ain't good enough. That's their Achilles heel right there, huh? Oh, Alabama. Yep. And, I mean, I guess to be fair, it's a lot of people's Achilles heel. But, eventually, at some point, you got to rise above your foe, man. That's true. You can't just let them be a nemesis forever. Uh, <laughs> I would say nemesis. That boy got me thinking about Call of Duty. Then. <laughs> you know how you just look somebody so many times, the boy's like, you nemesis. <laughs> For real, man. For real. Um, BYU, bro, they beat Texas Tech 27 14. Tech falling off, and BYU is looking like the only team uh, out of the new, the new four schools that joined the Big 12 to really be dominant so far they you know they play U UT next week or they play UT today I want to say uh and it's a possibility that UT might might fall off hey who knows is um is Quinn is Quinn yours is he is he gonna be able to play because I know no. didn't he go into like concussion protocol or something last Quinn, week Quinn yours is probably gonna be out for a couple weeks oh okay I don't know if he went to concussion protocol. He hurt his leg or something. I was trying to know which one it was. He hurt. He hurt something, but he ain't coming back no time soon. Not not this. Not today. I'll tell you that much. And the crazy part is, I thought I was going to get an Arch Madden sighting. Nah, they they put in another quarterback. That means Arch yeah. Madden must be really. You know, it's crying. funny because because everybody was looking for Arch Manning. They was like, oh, where yet? Where yet? But you know, they had put in um, what's his last name? I think Brooks or something. Whatever. Hey, that black dude did good though. The black quarterback they put in. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, but you know, he get, he get like what, five million dollars in UIL money. I want to see what this five million dollars look like. <laughs> Out there getting paid, I'm sorry. bro. Out that boy, that boy is a four-string quarterback making five million dollars. It must be nice. Man, nowadays it's it's just like that. But um, Rice, man, they had beat uh Tulsa, bro. They took care of their business. What? Rice, oh, they blew them out too, right? Yep. Uh, final score was forty-two to ten. Took care of Tulsa. Now Rice is now four and three. Today they played Tulane, though. You know Tulane is ranked number twenty-two. Um, it's gonna be a tough game for Rice, man. Yeah, JT Daniels got to go out there and have a monster game. Yeah, and so far Tulsa—I mean, not Tulsa, but Tulane—been taking care of their business week in, week in, week out. And you know they—they they was good with last year too. So I don't know. I, I don't think Rice gonna prevail in this one, but uh, it, it should be a good game to see. Um, 
Texas Texas Southern Tigers, they took on Florida A&M last week, and they lost 31-21 as expected. I, I predicted that they would lose that game. Um, it, it wasn't as nasty as I thought it was going to be. But if you looked at the game, I did check the score a couple times. Uh, Texas Southern was actually right there in the middle with you know with them in the game, but come second half they just got dusted, bro. So whatever happened, they coaches didn't make the, the right changes, you know, for them to have some success in the second half. Um, just bad luck, Tigers. Hey, that's the most hurtful part is when you have the hindsight to know that you can make the right change to get the team in position of actually win the game and you just fail to do so, I think that's I think that hurts more than somebody like throwing a, a interception or fumbling the ball because you pretty much are the coach. You see everything before the kids see you. Yeah. For and real. It's for you to sit there and just be like, okay, nah, don't worry about it. I know they're gonna figure it out. Like, nah, bro. That's why you're the head coach. You make the final decision. If you don't like that play, or if the offense coordinator sees something better than what you see, listen to what they got to say. Follow suit, because I know more than just the fans see that, because, you know, it just mind blows me sometimes when coaches just fail to, or get scared to make the, the right calls. Sometimes that quarterback or that running back is not the right pick for that play. Move like do somebody else. It's a it's a team sport. Not everybody's a hottest candidate. Put your team in position to win, please. Yeah, you gotta do something. Uh, hopefully, they do something against Southern because they they'll be taking on Southern today. Um, and that ain't too bad. That, that should be a good matchup. Southern is four and three. They're three and one in conference. I don't really see TSU winning this game to be honest. But at least, at least I want them to be competitive. That's all I ever asked. But I don't care if you 0-7, because I think Sam Houston just got their first win last week. They was 0-7. No, no, they got their eighth loss. <laughs> oh, they lost? Yeah, they lost. Oh, man. That hurt. Because they were playing that little team. Hold on. I think they were playing, what, uh, the, uh, UTSA? Yeah, they was playing somebody like that. I think Sam Houston would be a lot better next year. They got to get some more recruits and get some uh, transfers in. Um, it's going to be and tough. They had, like, they had like 60 transfers. Yeah, but we don't know where them players came from. They could have came from Arkansas Baptist. Hey, look. I, I, you going to quit making that team the butt of your jokes, man. <laughs> that team is out there trying, okay? <laughs> I know it don't look like it on the field or on paper, but they out there trying. They going to practice every day. Yeah, so am I. Oh, man. Cold-blooded, <laughs> cold my boy. Um, PV, man, they, they uh, you know, they lost to uh, ACU 30-0 to zero, um, a couple weeks ago. I think they're coming off a bye, and today they, they'll actually take on Florida A&M in Florida. So, um... You said Florida A&M is good this year, right? Yeah, Florida A&M is good, and PV is coming off a bye week. Where they get to take them on and possibly, you know, get get a win. But I, I feel like this: anytime a team come off a bye week, they should win the game, bro. The next week. Only reason I say this is because you got two weeks to prepare for this team. You got two weeks to get healthy, 
And, you know, two weeks of just tape, bro. Tape, tape, tape. You should have that team figured out when it's when it comes time to play. So maybe That's true. maybe PV can, you know, get an upset. We'll see. Um Houston Christian University, they'll be taking on Texas AM Commerce uh today. And uh ACU is actually coming off a of bye week themselves as well. Yeah, they been, and they've been playing some good football as of late, too. Yeah. I like the way they've really been playing. Yep, yep. They've they been playing they, pretty they solid. They had, had some strong showing by them coming off that bye. They had a win the previous week before the bye. I think they should come out strong and really execute. Yeah, they should. They should, especially, you know, coming off a high note, coming off a bye. Uh, the week before the bye, you know, you, you won 30-0, to zero, and now you're coming towards a team that in Texas A&M Commerce. Mm-hmm. That's a one in six. Um, this should be a team that they really should demolish. I mean, hopefully, you know, two weeks to prepare. Like I said, bro, you you should they should knock this out the park at home for sure. All right, let's just hope they get it done, man. I'm looking forward to it. I want them to finish out the season strong. What now? Does NAI do they play a bowl game too, or is this like it's all just considered the same? Uh, FCS, they have bowl games, but I don't think they have nearly as many. Gotcha. And gotcha. honestly, I, I, I think... I don't know if it's more of a bowl. Like I was going to say, I think it is like a tournament, though, bro. I think it's more like a, a tournament that they do to get to where they got to, you know, get to the top. Okay, that ain't bad, man. Um... Let's let's check out the daily lines for this week, man. So um, we already got a couple games that's complete. Uh, let me go ahead and cover those since it is already oh, Saturday. Uh, hey Dana, hey, just know you about to get roasted, my boy. About at, to get roasted. Hey, as he deserved. Uh, okay, so Florida State they got their victory today against Wake Forest, forty-one sixteen. Indiana and Penn State, Penn State. Uh, they almost lost this one. It was a close one, 33-24 against Indiana, man. But Penn State pulled it out. Um, UMass played Army. Army lost again, 21-14. UConn played Boston College, 21-14. Win for Boston College. Man, UConn must actually be pretty decent this year, or Boston College is pretty bad. I don't know. But I've seen UConn get a couple victories so far this season. Yeah, against teams that they really that I can't believe they've actually beat. Football, this is quite alarming. But congrats to them, and I hope they continue to be successful. Yeah, we'll see, cause they usually, yeah, like you said, bro, they usually don't put uh, good football teams together. But we'll see. Um, Maryland and Northwestern played against each other. Northwestern got the victory. South Carolina and A and M, Texas A and M played. Uh, Thirty seventeen victory for Texas A and M. Houston and Kansas State. Boy, 
Because if you would have told me they would have lost to South Carolina, come on, Doc. South Carolina be getting dragged all year. Yeah, but see, they been, look, they've been getting dragged, but they've been competitive. Yeah, because you had you got that long pause right there. I got nervous. I thought you was about to say they lost. That's why I was like, oh, man. Well, okay. look, hey. Houston and Kansas State, which was a uh, – Oh, man. Oh, uh, boy. 41, 41 to 0, victory for Kansas State over Houston. Houston disappoints again. Donovan Smith goes 13 for 28, 88 yards passing. One interception. Will Howard – 15 for 17, 164 yards passing, two TDs. Parker Jenkins has 12 carries, 56 yards. Um, Sam Brown, four receptions, 49 yards. And on the other side, uh, K-State, man, they, they do 13 carries for 96 yards and two TDs out of Giddings. And Brooks, their receiver, uh, he had five receptions, 83 yards, one TD. Um, looking at just the players um, in comparison to each other, you can – you can just see how dominant K-State was against U of H. Um, Dana Hogerson is, is, is trying to can him. I have no more excuses for him. I gave him a little break, you know, because we was very competitive uh, against UT, which was a top, you know, UT is number seven in the nation. So, uh, you know, I give him a little break. But when you, when you uh, play a close game in UT and you lose 31-24, it's acceptable. You know, especially when it's, it's not expected for you to win by far. But when you go to K-State and you lose 41-0, I don't give a damn if the spread is 18 points. You don't lose no 41-0. You don't lose by that, man. So, overall, U of H, they, they got to do better. They got to get better. Um, they need to get a new coach. And, and most likely, they, they probably won't even get rid of Dana Hogerson. But they have to go get new coordinators. Now, I, don't, I don't want to cut you off, but just do you feel, and I, and I want you to be honest, I want you to be honest, with the talent that you have has, do you feel they can still salvage the season and at least finish 75? You know, I, I was thinking about it, but honestly, looking at the schedule, man, they got, they got Baylor up next at Baylor. We can, they can win that. They can win that. Stop. They can win that. They they could, but the question is, how is the defense? I, honestly, bro, this is my problem with this U, U of H team. They're so unpredictable. You really don't know what you're going to you know, see out of them. Uh, looking at stat line, 15, 1540-point shutout as a Big 12 team, K-State. You know, against U of H, that's, that's just sad to be part of that, that record line, bro. You don't want to be part of no stat line like that. Um Looking at Baylor, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, then UCF, I do see us possibly winning maybe a game or two. Maybe. But to be totally honest, they probably lose another game, but hopefully they can win at least three out of the four so they could be bowl eligible. But right now, looking at how they're playing, looking at how Donovan Smith came out there playing in the defense, I just don't see it, man. Man, that, that hurts because I at least want to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, and look, they probably just, you know, just underestimated Kansas State for whatever reason. I don't know why because Kansas State is a very good team this year. Which and is, so far, I think they've only lost to what? The two losses were to what? Against ranked teams? Uh, so, Kansas State? Let me see. 
Who did they lose to? They lost to Oklahoma State and they lost to Missouri. Oh, okay. They wasn't ranked, but they was very close losses. Like they lost to Missouri thirty to twenty seven. They lost to Oklahoma State twenty nine twenty one. You know, respectable losses. Yeah, 41-0 is not a respectable loss hey, for you. And, and to be honest, ever since last Oklahoma week State. Was a respectable loss. They earned a lot of respect last week to just come out this week and just look like a and, bottom feeder. Yeah, they, they they earned a lot of respect last week just to come out this week and lose all the respect that they gained. Man. All of it's lost. <sighs> all of it. It's, you know, so, 40, so tell me this. If you feel like this Dana's last year, what coach are you looking at to replace him? I don't know. You know, that's a that's a damn good question. Um, I'm pretty sure it's somebody in a group of five that we probably could go poach. Maybe. Um, so the, I the, honest, the defensive or offensive minded though. It could be. You play more about the defense than you do the offense. It could be either or, but I probably take an offensive coach. But maybe that dude down there in Tulane. I mean, looks like he's been pretty. Uh, Competitive for the last couple of years. If it's been the same coach, it has. It has. He turned. He turned that around. And, and hey, you know what's crazy though? You know who I think they should get. Who? And you might say, and you might say, I'm crazy for saying it. They need to get that coach from Nebraska. From Nebraska. The one, the one that the one that was coaching the Panthers, and then he went to Nebraska. Oh, you talking about? Uh, name, man. I forgot his name, but I'm I'm nah, bro. I'm against that. Because bro, that's a good coach. Man. Look what he did. Look what he did for Baylor before he went to um, Carolina. Just you know, lost it all. Lost yeah, all his but, respect. Yeah, I hear what Nebraska's you're saying. But Nebraska's but you, not going to get the recruits that U of H is going to get him. I'm telling you, he can have U of H competitive, bro. He could. He could. But I don't know, man. That that's a toss up. That's a toss up. Only I, I guess I, I want to see him make Nebraska competitive. So far, Nebraska hasn't done anything. It's his first year, but you know what? I guarantee you, you will make him go after a coach like Cliff Kingsbury or somebody. They're gonna go after a coordinator. But you know what? Right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at that though. Cliff didn't do bad at uh, Texas Tech. He did. He and, did. And we, we and I need. Feel like, I feel like this, bro. Still there next year. That'll be a great coach because he already came from that Texas Tech system. So all he's gonna do is just revamp. I feel like this. We we could go, we can go either way. Defensive coordinator type. I mean, defensive coach or offensive coach. But whatever we get, we gotta get a bona fide opposite. You know what I'm saying? Period. That that's the point that gotta be made. So if we get a defensive coach, we need to get a bona fide ass offensive coordinator, bro, to call the plays. But that's not that's easier said than done. Sometimes, man, it, they out there, bro. You know, I understand. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if we went and got Kendall Bryles. Oh yeah, that's a hey, that's a good pickup to be the head coach. That's that's a good pickup. Yeah, I think I can't that, be mad at that one at all. I think that would be nice. But, you know, let, let's look at some of the other games, man, we had this week. We're almost done with it. Uh, SMU defeated Tulsa 69-10. That was horrible. Hey, SMU, hey, SMU getting it together, bro. 
Um, SMU getting it together. I'm sorry, yeah. I watched that game. Yeah, SMU yeah, they are. Is, hey, they, they coming along, bro. Hey, they ahead of and the curve I don't too. Know if that NIL money already been trickling down to them or what? But they are just having like a flash of greatness out of nowhere. Yeah. Hey, they ahead of the curve too, cause uh, when I looked at that game, I turned to it and I seen they already started the construction and stuff that they gonna be doing to their stadium and they little you know additions and shit. And I was like, man, U of A should have been it on the same uh calendar as SMU. They should already be making you know uh, transitions and, and, and additions to they they team and shit as well. I feel like U of A's a little behind on that, man. I know they got it all in the plans and the works, but. I, I think we should be ahead. Because SMU finna pull out new uniforms and that shit and everything. Oh, yeah, you know. You know it, bro. They finna be ready. You know it. And, I, it, I, and the way I look at it. As soon as that, soon as that NIL money came in, them boys just said, we went balls to the wall. We finna do it all. New stadium, new everything. Everything, bro. Everything. Well, not a new stadium, but, you know, renovation. Hey. Trust me, it's gonna look brand new because they can't move it nowhere. See, I wouldn't be surprised if they just do a massive overhaul with the renovations and just knock down practice facilities, rebuild it. I'm talking about redo the inside. I'm talking about good everything out completely. Hey, well, eventually that's that's what's gonna be the plan. They either gonna knock some stuff down or they gonna re- renovate it anyway. Because overall, you know, going into a bigger conference, that's what you gotta do to be competitive, especially when you want to pull in recruits. And, and they looking at your school versus uh, UT or Oklahoma or Alabama and shit. You got to have something to bring the recruits in. That's crazy. That college football is no longer about culture. It's all about how much money I can get in my NIL deal. I hate that. Isn't that? Because, you know, at one point, it was all about, like, the program or, you know, just, to, you know, my dad went here or, you know, my mom here went here or something like that. You know, it was all about just, you know, legacy, culture. All yeah. that's out the window now. Yeah, all, all that's out the window the now because, because the number one thing about it is these, these players don't care about no culture no more. I mean, some of them do, but, you know, that they quick to transfer now. It's all about money, especially now that they allow NILs to, you know, get involved. So they go wherever they, you know, they feel. Uh, that just to me that just really puts a, a major stain on college football. Yeah. There's gonna be some more stains out here because uh currently Oklahoma is uh losing to Kansas. Kansas uh came back and and they making a big effect on the game. Um but some of the other games that's live right now and I'm gonna make my predictions. Uh you got uh Pitt versus Notre Dame, you know that's always a good game. You never know where that's going to lead to, but Notre Dame being ranked right now number 14 in the nation, I'm going to have to ride with them. Wait a minute. You said Notre Dame and Pitt is always a good game? Yeah. yeah. I, I they, never knew that. They play you every year, bro. like Notre Dame and USC or Notre Dame and whoever else. I don't know because they're independent, so I, don't, so I thought their schedule always changes. Nah. So I, they, you never know but, who they really play. But Pitt is like one of them teams they always play, though. Really? It's just that. Hey, like I'm, I'm not trying to sound. I'm not trying to sound lost. I, I really just didn't know that. I, I never knew that they actually played Pitt every year. 
It might not be every year, but they play often. I'm going to say that. But um, you got Oregon and Utah. They face off against each other. They're playing right now. Uh, the spread is six and a half, leaning towards Oregon. Hey, I think Utah might pull that upset off. Me too. Because Utah been looking damn good. And the thing that makes Utah different uh, from all the other teams in the Pac-12 is their defense. Yeah, and plus they really they don't have nothing to lose, bro. Yeah, that too. Oregon and, has Oregon has more to lose than Oregon, and I, and I believe Washington they have more to lose than any other teams in the Pac-12 right about now. That's probably true. Utah don't really have a lot to lose, but they got a whole lot to gain if they get this dub. And, and that's what I'm saying. And and I feel like. As the as the season goes on, they get to the Pac-12 championship game. It's uh-huh. basically going to be a smooth ride for them because basically they can actually sit back and watch all the other teams just beat the crap out of each other, and all they got to do is get over this one little hump for Oregon, and they good to go. It's smooth sailing the rest of the way. Yep, yep. Uh, you you also you got Georgia and Florida taking on each other. They'll be playing in Jacksonville. Uh, you know those two teams they usually play. Every year as well, Georgia is favored by 14 points to win the game. Uh, you know what? This might sound crazy. I know Georgia number one, but I haven't really seen them play anybody this year. <laughs> you haven't, and honestly, bro, this they is probably this is probably the biggest game they the got on their schedule. Teams I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, this is probably the biggest game they got on their schedule right now. A five and two Florida Gator team. So. So how do they stay number one with, and they strength the schedule is like horrible? I, I don't understand, man. I, I don't know why the the TV or media love the SEC so much, but these teams really don't play nobody outside of who's in a you know who's in a conference. And honestly, it's it's really hard to say that they really just put uh, that much uh, better football on TV or on the field or whatever uh, than any, any of these other conferences because. They games really don't be all that interesting. But I mean, looking at their schedule, you know, remaining, it's it's tough. They got uh Florida today, they got Missouri next week, and then they take on Ole Miss and Tennessee, and then lastly they play Georgia Tech. So the next the next or well, including today, their next four games is all against ranked teams. And then their last game is Georgia Tech, which they should easily win that one. Man, that's crazy. But we kind of call them the number one team. I don't get it, bro. I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's and really hard. they don't hard. play anybody until, like, basically the NCC championship game. And it's like they basically had a free ride the whole time. They ain't playing nobody in port, so they so basically all of their starters pretty much just resting the entire season. Man, they ain't really playing nobody hard because when you look at some of these other teams when they play outside the conference, they don't be looking at that dominant. You know, only teams that really be looking good is Alabama, like the consistency. Alabama, you know, Georgia themselves, and maybe Florida here and there, but Tennessee, like I said, like all them other teams, bro. They to me, they're mediocre good. They're, they're good teams, but they're, they're not special. Not at all. Um, Some of the other good games, let's see, man. We got um, 
USC, they should beat Cal. That should be easy for them. Um, I don't know. Not, not the way they've been looking the past couple of weeks. Yeah, but... Nothing should be easy for them. Cal, Cal usually doesn't put a, a good team together in no sport. <laughs> but they are three and four, so I wouldn't say overlook them, you know? True. Um, Wyoming, they play Boise State. Boise State's three and four. Wyoming's five and two. Boise yeah, State is actually favorite to win the game. Talk about hey man, I'm just saying, bro. I try to look at some of the, you know the group of five teams, man. Try to see who's standing out, and Wyoming is just one of them teams, bro. I, hey, I get it, bro. I know, I know you. I know you got a crush on Wyoming, bro. I know, bro. <laughs> it's cool. Bro. Nah, man, nothing like that. Uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. Now that's a good game. Those two, those two teams, you know, they got some some old blood. Uh, Tennessee is favored to win by four points. Really? Yep, really. And and they both five and two. So this that that actually might be one of the circle f- for the day, man. You might actually have to watch that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a make or break game for both of them teams. Because whoever loses that game, <coughs> excuse me, they they might have a tough road getting to like you know a a, a very good bowl game. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you got Ohio State and Wisconsin. Now Wisconsin's five and two. Ohio State seven and zero, of course. Uh, they play at six thirty Central Time. Um, this is actually, I mean, yeah, Ohio State's favored by fourteen and a half, but I think this game is actually going to be better than last week's game. I think Wisconsin is actually going to be more competitive than Penn State. No, no, man. I feel like Penn State know they got to bounce back after that horrible loss because they was competitive all the way through to the very end because Ohio State won that game in the last few seconds, as they've done every week. But this is the crazy part. I really believe that even though Ohio State has been winning some close games against some good teams, I feel like they're actually going to blow Michigan out because of everything that's going on with Michigan right now. That might be true, you know, because by the time the last week of college football come around, they probably going to have released, like, everything they got to say about the allegations of them doing the signs, stealing, and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to affect the players. And, and then they're going to be telling them how they can't, you know, go to no bowls and all that shit, and they suspended or whoever, you know, getting suspended and, and, and whatnot. So that what you're saying is, is possibly true, especially if it's going to take effect on them this season. And honestly, that might actually be our next coach. Y'all might actually have to get Jim Harbaugh because, you know, he got to redeem himself as he get fired this year. They ain't getting Jim Harbaugh, bro. Well, somebody's going to get him. Somebody's going to pay him. Shit, if he ain't suspended himself. Um, you got... What he only going to be suspended with? Half the season, y'all still gonna take him? I don't know, man. I, I like the idea though, but I, I don't know, bro. Uh, Colorado and UCLA play today as well. Colorado coming off a bye week, so this should be a game that they was able to really prepare for. Um, but I, I'll be honest, bro. The 15 points and UCLA favor to win the game, I'm gonna have to ride with it. 
Oh, I take the points. I, if I if if I'm a big man, I take Colorado with the points. Hey, I don't know if you watch any UCLA football, but they got a badass D lineman. Man, hey, look. Let me tell you something. Chip Kelly got that team playing hard, bro. Yeah. Chip Kelly got that team playing hard. Like hey. people can say what they want about uh, UCLA. UCLA is competitive every single season. Oh yeah, they they, they, they really made. Don't pay attention to them because everybody all hyped up about the basketball. USC, Oregon, Utah, Washington. Nobody pays attention to you know uh, what what is it Fresno State, and they don't pay attention to UCLA and or and Oregon State and all them teams and all three of them teams are actually pretty good. No, nah, the Pac-12 is good overall this year. But, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about UCLA, they always start talking about the basketball. That's what they like to hype up. But their football has really been making big improvements, bro. Like, they really has got – they you know, they really have gotten better. Yeah. Um, let me see, man. It's, it's not too many other games out there really that's just, you know, worth watching. But you might you might flip to one or two and, and find yourself watching it. Oregon State and Arizona – that that could be a good one, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Uh, what I've realized about college of all my years of living, it's always best to watch two teams that are terrible and two teams that are really good. Because that's when you're gonna get the most competitive play. Because nobody wants to lose to the worst team. Nobody wants to lose to and everybody always wants to beat the best team. So that's why I say you wanna watch two teams that suck play. You want to watch two teams that are really good play because in college there's too many one-sided games. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. And and I think the one thing about college is sometimes like some of these matchups that they put together, you be expecting you know the games to be good, then you look up man the whole week of college football it just be trash ass products on the field, you know. Yeah. And it ain't be worth watching, and that that's the crazy thing. But when you talk about pros, it'd be a lot more competitive. It'd be a lot better to look at um, when it comes to like just the, the field of talent and um, you know what you know what what's good to watch on TV versus what's not. Uh, a lot of times, pros it is a little bit better to watch on TV. But I think the experience and and just watching the game uh, all along, I think college is way better because they don't have no politics. Uh, like the pros, but it's, it's starting to get there since they got these NILs and shit involved. Yeah. Once they start making college football more about money instead of the actual game, we might as well just say it's just like the NFL at this point. Yeah. yeah they That's take, all it is. Yeah, they starting to take the amateur out of football in college for sure. It's the Houston Sports Connoisseurs. Don't forget to seek, listen, and learn to be a sports connoisseur just like me. The sports connoisseur, D-Raw. Let's go ahead and transition to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We're going to talk about week seven. And starting off week seven, that Thursday night game, I know you was excited, bro. Jacksonville defeated New Orleans 31-24. Derek Carr, 301 yards passing. Alvin Kamara, he had another good game, 62 yards rushing, 90 one yards receiving. These are all the leaders out of that game, but y'all still found a way to pull off that game and get the victory in New Orleans in the dome. So tell me this, tell me this, because you know, 
you you watch the game biased, so you don't have no you know no dog in that fight. I honestly felt like Derek Carr played a good game, but they still found a way to blame him. Even though the tight end dropped the wide open pass in the end zone, they still found a way to blame that man. Talking about it was a bad pass. How is it a bad pass when the ball hit him directly in the hands? Yeah. It, you know, Derek Carr, bro, he, he just got that, that name played on his back where he always going to be a target at this point just because of David Carr. And Derek Carr has had his times and, and moments in the past where he has went out there and threw a couple bad passes. And, you you know, you just look the other way and be like, God damn, Derek Carr. So, you know, he, he always going to have that target, man. But also them watching Drew Brees for all those years and then going through those little turmoil years of different quarterbacks and shit as well, you know, with Drew Brees being there and not being healthy fully. Uh, it's it's a lot of targets on Derek Carr back. So, you know, he just got to play better. But also, I, I think I think a lot of this shit is the coaching with him. Oh, oh, let me tell you something. Hey, Dennis Allen getting fired, bro. I, I got a whole bunch of coaches that's getting fired this year. It's a whole bunch of coaches getting fired this year. Let me tell you something. And a lot of people don't believe me because, you know, look, I guarantee you the Cowboys going to go about 13-4, and 12-5. They're going to lose in the divisional round. They finally going to fire Mike McCarthy. They ain't winning that many games this year. Dennis Allen getting fired because it's, it's no reason. The only reason, the only reason Arthur Smith not getting fired this year because they actually winning it in division right now. Ty Bowles get to keep his job. Uh, let me see who else. The uh, the coach for the for the Chargers. Oh, he done, done. Just go ahead and let that go. Brandon Staley. Yeah, Bill Belichick will be fired. This no, year. he's not, bro. He's not getting fired. Bill Belichick. Will be fired. Well, you know what? You know what? You don't want to say it like that. Well, what's the what's the what's the proper? Word? He will be asked to resign. There you go. There that you go. that's that possible. Boy, he will be asked to step down. That's he will possible. Leave himself of the duties of coaching. But you don't you don't think that they will go try to get some some better players first and then see what happened? Because I mean, to be honest, bro, that Patriots team is really just not that good. Man, I could have sworn they spent like like ninety million dollars in free agency just two years ago. What happened to all those players? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who they spent like, the ninety-one million on, but <laughs> whatever it was, it's definitely not on the field. <laughs> yeah, because Josh McDaniels is getting fired this year. I'm telling you, there's a whole bunch of people getting fired this year, man. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Now, who they gonna replace them coaches with? I don't know. But it, it, it's, hey, let me tell you something. If they smart, they need to be looking at these. Oh, Ron Rivera, I forgot about you. You tried to slide through. You getting fired this year, Bucko? You think he getting fired? Oh man, he is gone. If you know what, if they don't, gone. if they don't win eight games, I can see he, he that he gets fired. And you know they're not winning no eight games, bro. He's fired. I don't know, bro. I that think they got Sam Howell out there just out there just fighting for his little life. Sam Howell be looking fired. lost. He looks horrible. Fired. 
<laughs> well, look, uh, man, Vegas, they lost to Chicago. Chicago got another victory. It was the hey, battle Dennis of the Allen two backup quarterbacks. Right Say that again. Dennis Allen should have been fired right after that game. Come on, man. Come on. You lost you lost to a then you lost to a backup quarterback that was undrafted and he was like division Bro, five. It was the battle of two backup quarterbacks, so Terminated, bro. Terminated. They had Brian Hoyer starting at quarterback. And whose fault is that? Vegas. That's right. Because who was all on board about getting Jimmy Garoppolo? That's right. <laughs> Your boy, Josh McDaniel. And uh, guess what? He's gonna get fired because of it. Like when are we gonna stop when are we gonna stop normalizing like, you know, just pathetic play? Like he wasn't good in Denver. He wasn't good as the head coach in in Vegas. Why do we keep giving him chance after chance? Leave him as an offensive coordinator. He's not good at anything else. I don't know. You know. You know. That's that's a big issue in all these leagues, bro. In, in football and basketball, baseball. Like they all they are always go fuck around and get uh, some sorry ass coach that didn't do good. You know, a couple years ago. He might shine for a couple years as a coordinator, and they go sign him to be their head coach again. Like he just got a newfound way of like you know philosophy or whatever to like boost the players and make them better. And yet you already know, bro, what kind of product he's gonna put out there. Rather it's on the field or the court, you know what kind of coach he is, man. That's why I don't understand why. The Chargers picked up Kellen Moore. You saw what he did last year for the Cowboys. This man called the play to have Zeke line up as a center in a crucial playoff game. You had Zeke line up as a center, and you thought that play was actually going to get you the yardage that you needed to kick the game-winning field goal. And yet, you turn around. You have a blossoming quarterback and you know in uh what's what's the what's the what's the what's the dude name for the for the Chargers? The the young dude they got. What's the what's the quarterback name? Uh Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah Herbert. Justin Herbert. You so you bring in Kellen Moore and the offense looks even worse than what it did last year. Like you listen to Kellen Moore, you went and drafted Quinn Johnston. He looks horrible. He looks so lost out there. Hmm. And you would think by you know saying by Mike Williams getting hurt, like oh, you he just gonna be a plug and play? No, no, it's not the case. Because the Chargers—that's one thing the Chargers do have for sure. They have the offensive weapons. They have the offensive line. They have the defense, the pass rush, the secondary, and guess what? They are still two and four because they can't put up any points against anyone. They can't stop anybody. Then you got a head coach that makes some of the dumbest plays I've ever seen a head coach make in my entire life. But yet and still, they hold on to him like he's the greatest coach out there. No. (laughs) No. No, when he when he coached you when he was up twenty seven zero, 
in the playoffs last year and they lost. That should have been your wake up call right there. Oh, oh, like a Bill O'Brien call. Yeah, like, but yet and still, but yet and still, this is the same franchise that fired Marty Schottenheimer when they were fourteen and two. <laughs> like they, this is the same. This is the same organization that fired. Well, they fired the black coach that had a winning record too, and then they went and got this dude, and this dude sucks ass every year, and yet to they give him chance after chance after chance. And I'm not trying to say it's a it's a black white thing. I'm not saying because he white he keep getting opportunities. That's not what I'm saying. But when are they gonna realize that this dude fucking sucks? It's going to happen this year, bro. It's going to happen this year if they don't get on the right page. I'll tell you that much. It's going to happen bro, this year. Bro, they, they, they are going to – hey, the way it's looking right now, with all of that talent, the Chargers look like a, a real 5-12 and 12 team, 6-11 and 11 at the most. Yeah, they're looking like a letdown right now. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, You know who else was a letdown this week? Buffalo. Well, last week. They won. Buffalo. Oh, no, they lost to New England. They lost to New England. 29-25 victory uh, for New England. Buffalo loses, and yet again, they're looking, like, very inconsistent, bro. No, it's, it's not. No, 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 no. Don't say, don't say the team. Go ahead and tell the truth. Go ahead and tell the truth. It's Josh Allen. It is Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. We, we hype him up like he just, like, the best thing smoking. Like, oh, you know... Oh, he's good. He hey. only lost to Patrick Mahomes, you know. Or, oh, he's good. He only lost to, you know, he lost to, you know, Jalen Hurts. Those are great quarterbacks. I get it. But 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 we just overlook all the all the interceptions. We overlook all the crazy plays, all the times he tries to force balls in the double and triple coverage to give Stefan Diggs the ball. You know, like honestly, that's the only quarterback I know. If I play if I'm a defensive back, and I'm going against like, what's his name? Like Gabe, uh, Gabe Wilson or whatever. I know you're not getting the ball. We just gonna be jogging up the field together, bro. You're not getting the ball, bro. Yeah. Hey, um, man, what I was gonna say. Um, fuck, I had something to say, bro. I lost my train of thought. I was about to say something about Josh Allen, bro. Uh, well, you, you can go and say we know he has, bro. Like and the and the crazy part is, bro. They always talk about, oh, he improved his mechanics. He been working on his accuracy and his deep ball. I haven't seen any of that this year. Well, I, I will say I will say this about Josh Allen. This year, he he does seem like he has regressed. Like he he's starting to look kind of like uh he did his rookie year, how he was just kind of making all those mistakes and shit. But then he'll make a big play here, a big play there. Like, you know, sometimes I think he, he just got to, like, trust the system. But he doesn't. He he always try to be amazing when he's not that amazing. Man, he try to – honestly, like, I hate to say this, and I know this going to sound real messed up. He trusts his arm way more than he should. <laughs> and I know you probably say, like, he's a quarterback, bro, he's supposed to. But, hey, I just seen that boy make some passes. You'd be like, bro, what the fuck is that? Like who did he? Who did? Who was, who was he throwing the ball to? Who was open over there? Right. Like, um. and like you know, they was like, oh, you know, we, you know, they drafted with Dalton Kincaid. They only give him the ball. 
So, like, you know, you giving him weapon after weapon. The offensive line is good. You know, you got James Cook. You got a solid running back. They barely run the ball. He's so busy trying to throw the ball. And then he make these crazy runs. Like, bruh, like, just let it go, bro. Right. Just cut it out, bro. Cut it out. Well, look, it, it was a lot of up and down games out the week. I'm going to go ahead and fly through the rest of these games so we can get to this, uh, you know, current week, upcoming week and give our predictions because we got a lot more to cover and a little time to do so. Uh, so, look, Washington, they lost to the Giants 14-7. Atlanta played Tampa Bay. Atlanta beat them 16-13. Detroit played Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore disrespectively whooped Detroit 38-6, to which was, you know, uh, a game that I definitely did not see coming. Uh, Pitt took care of uh, the L.A. Rams 24-17. Seattle defeated Arizona 20-10. Denver defeated Green Bay 19-17. Another game where I expected Green Bay to show up. And yet again, bro, they, they take another L. 31-17, uh, that, that's true. 31-17 victory uh, for Kansas City against the, the L.A. Chargers. And Philadelphia beats Miami 31-17 as well. And uh, honestly, if that was going to be the Super Bowl that we was looking forward to, I'm happy it wasn't because, man, uh, I was not expecting Miami to go out there and lay an egg like that. Nah, number one, hold on, hold on. Xavier Howard didn't play. Jalen Ramsey ain't came back yet. And then you already know Miami finna make a trade. They finna, you know, they finna get some more pass rush. So, hey, look, don't count them out yet. Don't count them out yet. But the rich do keep getting richer because you see Tennessee just traded uh, Kevin Byer to uh, Philadelphia, which I don't understand, but... But they say hey, Ryan sometimes, hey, sometimes you can't never have too coach. much, man. You're getting fired, bro. Mike Vrabel, you're getting fired, bro. Hey. I forgot to call your name, bro. You almost slipped through the cracks, too. That's because he's going to be there next year, bro, and you know it. Cow. Hey, look. That's like saying Ryan Tanner, you're going to be there next year. Monday night was, Monday night was the uh, the biggest surprise for me of last week. Minnesota beat, Minnesota beating San Francisco. 22 to 17 and Kirk Cousins. Huh? Bro, think about it. Think about it. Let's 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 be real, bro. Because you're a realist. People are starting to figure out Brock Purdy, bro. That's all it is. That, that could he, possibly he, be true. He, he just get, everybody thought so this is so this is what y'all gotta realize. Do you know who the 49ers remind us of? They remind us of the 2000. Ravens? Baltimore Ravens. The 2000 Ravens. I don't think they defense that good. Brock Purdy is, Brock Purdy is nothing more well, than a glorified you got Fred Warner. You, you might have a comparison on, there. But I think, I don't know. I mean, yeah, bro, they, they're the probably about shit. the same. It's the same shit, bro. They gonna call the simplest plays for him to execute. He got the best skill position players to execute him, so he don't have to do nothing. Well, hey, that's the way it's supposed to be, don't it? True. Easy come, True. easy go. No, no, no. Without Debo Samuel, he's been struggling. When Christian McCaffrey went down, oh man, 
he was really struggling. And then you got to realize, too, Christian uh, McCaffrey played injured in that game on Monday night, but he's still active. And then, you know, he didn't have his left tackle. I don't I don't even think um, Trent Williams played. Bro, you need all of them pieces in order for him to be successful, bro. It's the only way they're going to win. You got to have everybody on the field for him, bro. Everybody. Well, I mean, bro, let's not take too much credit from Brock Purdy because he do not extend plays and, and make stuff happen. And he just – it's possible that, you know, he just had one of those games where he just laid an egg a little bit, took a shit, you know, but uh, they, they'll be back. 49ers is still one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I'm, and and I'm, not, I'm not taking nothing away from them, bro. But at the same time – you know something not right, bro, when they where they refuse to start Sam Darnold. It's just the fact that Brock Purdy just know the system better than all the other quarterbacks they had. No, it's just the fact that Brock Purdy is, is light years better than what they got now, bro, and they didn't trade it away any potential quarterback that could be better than Brock Purdy. So they got to stick Trey with it and ride it. Don't do that. Trey Lance wasn't good. I think Trey Lance is a decent quarterback. Bro. What school did he go to? What school did he come from? North Dakota. How many years did he play? I don't know. He only played one. And then he sat out the other, the COVID year, then he got drafted. Who else came from North Dakota? Uh, 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 what's the white boy? Uh, you know uh, him. You know him. Yeah, uh, what's the face? They play for the Eagles. You know Carson Wentz came Carson from Wentz, Don't be trying yeah. to act like you don't know him. Now, yeah. You know why you don't know him? Because you know he sucked. He didn't suck. He didn't suck the whole time he was in the NFL, but after those injuries piled up, he started to suck. Let me tell you something, Doug. Doug Peterson just made sure he just masked all his imperfections, and he did it well. <laughs> anytime you got Nick Foles coming out there winning you a Super Bowl, you know it's the system. <laughs> like, come on. Nick Foles has never been good outside well, of the Eagles system. You're right. You're right about that because Nick Foles, he ha- yeah, he has not. But, hey, at the end of the day, bro, he did what he had to do to win the Super Bowl. He took care of his business and shit. Wow. So, you really, so you really going to give the props to Nick Foles instead of the real the yeah. real MVP, which was the Eagles defense? Bro. Okay, they, was, they played good, but he made the play happen to score the touchdown to win. Not the Philly. So you telling me? So you telling me Nick Foles deserves the Philly special uh, statue in Philadelphia? Yeah, he got the ring, don't he? Man, you you are impossible sometimes. That's a because I can't I can't refute that because I I know he did get the ring. I can't refute that. Man, you trapping me in the corner with that one, bro? Because you already know if you just don't honestly hey, at the end of the day, man, bro, look. Nick Foles deserve a look, bro. Nick Foles deserve a trophy just as much as Rocky Balboa doing Philly. He's not even real. (laughs) He's not real, but come on, bro. He he not real, but he got a he got a statue, bro. (laughs) So what? What I don't understand, like I like, hey, no, no slugs and people from Philadelphia. Why? Why do y'all have that statue? Who, who is Rocky really based on? I, that's what I've always wanted to know. Is Rocky really based on a real boxer? I don't know. What did Mar- Rocky Marciano ever do? 
Oh, he went 49 and 0. Yeah. Is he from Philly? I, that's a man. You make me want to Google that right now, man. Yeah, that's Where fine. is this dude from? Let's find oh, that out real quick. Yeah, yeah, let's, hold on, let's Google that real quick. Because I want to know, like, what is the deal with that? Nah. Like, he, what? He, he from Maryland. Oh, man, come on, man. That boy's from... Oh, my God. <laughs> Did he fight out of Philadelphia? Uh, actually, he from Massachusetts. My bad. Man, I think... Wait a minute. I think... I don't know. Uh... I think I think Joe Frazier from Philadelphia though. Yeah, but that's clearly a white dude, bro, on the statue. Oh, no, 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 no. I know that. I know that. I, I ain't gonna it's Rocky me. Balboa, and that's and that's all it is. It's Rock. It's just Rocky Balboa. No, and that's all it lived, is. No, he died in Philadelphia. He's actually from South Carolina. Joe Frazier. Oh. Well, that settles that. Um, looking at Week Eight, our current week. Texans take on the Carolina Panthers. Texans coming off a of bye week. Texans are three and three. Carolina on six. Uh, looking at the two top picks of the NFL draft, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, respectively, go against each other. And uh, so far, CJ Stroud has looked like the still of the draft, coming out as the number two pick versus the number one pick, Bryce Young, um, who's looking kind of like a bust. But it's too early to really tell. So we'll see. Um, with both quarterbacks no, deliver it's not. over. No, it's not. Don't do that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Texans better go out here and beat the dog shit out of them. The Texans have a top 10 defense. They got a top 15 offense. God damn it, the Panthers is fucking 32 in every category. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. But see, I know why you're doing that. Because you feel like if the Texans go out there and underestimate these shitty-ass people, they might mess around and sneak up and get a victory. That's true. Especially because Let me we... tell you something. I, I bullshit you not. I think the Panthers might go 0-17. They ain't going 0-17. They're going to win some games. Ain't nobody going to get there. Hey, Bryce Young is not it. Well, I'm going to tell you He's this, bro. It. Robert Woods ain't playing this week. He hurt. So... We got to see like where where does CJ Stroud redirect his focus to when it comes to those third those three and uh shorts or three and long you know when they trying to get those those passes off you know uh, Robert Woods will always be like his little safety net but now he don't really have that so we got to see who's gonna step up and be that safety valve for him. Um, John and, Mechie. man, Mechie didn't get no play last week, bro. Like when he I get some play this week. I hope so. But he didn't get nothing last week when Tank Dell was out. So, I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Xavier Hutchison, the other rookie uh, receiver that's going to make plays. But he questionable so far. So, we'll see. Titus Howard is questionable as well. So, like I said, I think it's going to be about who's healthy, who's not. Um, and and that'll, that'll be the tell of the game. But, you know me, man, I'm going to ride with my Texans, bro. Uh, the the line is three and a half uh, for the Texans, so I, I at least got us by a touchdown. All right, so tell me this. Tell me this. With the, where the Texans are right now, they three and three. The trade deadline coming up, do you feel like they need to make any improvements, or you think they can just ride the rest of the season out with the roster they have right now? 
Oh no, they need to make they need to make a move, especially right now because right now is the best time to to make a, a big addition to your team, especially because you got a quarterback who's on a rookie deal. Um, you got other players that you know that's possibly not going to be there next year, and to make a splash right now, you know I'm not saying give up the whole farm or anything, but if they can go get a solid ass receiver or even a, a, a solid ass pass rusher. Or something on the defense that's gonna make an impact. I'm with it all the way, all the way. Uh, I'm willing to give up like a three and a four or something like that, you know. But not no first round, first, you know, first round uh, pick or whatever. But who do you think? What do you think? What side of the ball do you think should get? Do you think that should get like something on the offensive side or something on the defensive side? Um, they need it on the defense more than the offense, but. If the right deal is there and the right player is available, I'll take a receiver. Man, when is Stingley coming back? He's been a real disappointment this season. I think Stingley will be back next week. He should be good to go. Hopefully. Like, he got too much talent and too much potential to always be on the sidelines with a with a thousand like I feel like he don't work out a stretch in the whole season or something. I don't know. He, he came into this season supposedly been in the best shape of his life, looking the best, looking the best chisel that he has ever been. And uh, he's injured. You know, so. who else, you know who else told us that lie before? Arian Foster. Yeah, Arian Foster was just on the wrong diet. That boy was out there eating that, plant, that plant-based meat <laughs> and, and trying to hit the weights and and play the way he yeah, was, right. man. And it just didn't work out for him. But you know what? A lot of that shit done got a lot better now. So, you know, it might work out for an athlete now because you got so many options that actually have plant-based protein and stuff in it now. You probably could just kind of opt out for that. But I, I think as an athlete, bro, you always really need, like, some red meat, some chicken, you know, the stuff that's really going to uh, help you go the distance. Yeah, if anything... You should just make sure if you are getting chicken or you're getting fish, whatever, you just want to make sure that they just eating the proper stuff. Yeah, you. just just eating it at, at moderation, you know. But I know yeah, these athletes, like, bro, they, they, sure eat. they not eating hormones, stuff like that. But, you know, everybody different, bro. You get what you can afford, but, you know, they can afford anything. So, yeah. it should and, be a whole and, lot and Truly, to be honest, bro, they eat anything. You know, they be eating fried chicken, pie pies, McDonald's, especially, you know, it, they some of them eat that shit every day. It's just the fact that they work it off now. I think that's why, you know, you, you always hear, like, about these athletes being unhealthy and shit after they not in the NFL no more or not in college no more. But, hey, it is what it is, man. Man, I don't believe nobody eating fried chicken that's in the NFL. Nah, they eating it, bro. They eating it. Ain't no question if fans or butts about it. They eating fried chicken. They eating better fried chicken than you probably ever have ate. <laughs> Man, hey, look, don't, you can't do nothing. All you can do is season it a little bit better, but that's about it. <laughs> hey, you never know with that crust, man. You never know. Uh, but let's look at these weeks, man. I mean, this uh, let's look at these games. Um, Los Angeles Rams, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favorite to win. I'm gonna ride with Dallas. Uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, there's no favor in this game. Surprisingly. Now, this is a game to talk about. There's no favor. There's no favor in this game. 
they really think Green Bay got a chance. They really think Green Bay got a chance. And oh Minnesota God. just knocked off Kansas Kansas City. Man, I'm tired of them really shit. Not Kansas City. Uh, like this, they just knocked I'm off the really 49ers. Serious. And they don't think they don't think Minnesota got a chance or Green Bay. Disrespectful, dog. Disrespectful to Minnesota because what has Green Bay really did to ever say that they they got a chance in this game against Minnesota? Nothing. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, that's what I'm really confused on. This this team just beat the, the best team in the NFL in the 49ers, and they really think that they gonna get upset by the Packers. Right. They just lost to the Broncos. The Broncos is the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, so. Now. Go ahead. Uh, right, what, what's the next game, bro? You just really blew my mind with that one, bro. Atlanta and Titans, they fight. They face off against each other. Uh, Falcons favorite to win the game. You got the New Orleans Saints and Indianapolis Colts. Saints uh, whoa, whoa, favorite. Whoa. What's up? Did you say the Titans are favored? No, the Falcons are. Falcons oh, favored to oh, beat the. Okay. Uh, I was like, I'm like, ow. But the but the line only two and a half, bro. The line only two and a half, and and to be honest, I think the Titans gonna win the game. Hey, I like this. This was gonna be crazy to me. Who do you think gonna have more yards? Hey, cause you saw that scandal. About the Falcons, they didn't want to report that B. John Robinson was hurt. Of course got they, don't. For that. they didn't put him on the. Uh, that's why he didn't play last week because he was hurt. But they didn't put him on the. Uh, what you call it? They didn't put him on the on the injury report. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. That boy is a juggernaut, bro. Ain't no way they was gonna report that one. They gonna still try to run him out there with Algier and and run their two back system. Ain't reporting that. <laughs> What, 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 what does it hurt to put him on there? Not, if you know he's not playing, because he didn't get a single snap. Oh yeah, so what, 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 yeah. If he ain't playing, then yeah, you're right. You're right. If he ain't playing, but uh, like, look, why, why lose money behind that? That's tough. Look, this is a must win for the Saints, though. They favor to win the game against the Colts, and I, I think the Saints gonna get it done this week against the Colts because the Saints really need this win. I don't know, man. Hey, that Colts defense looking good. It looked good, Booker but but do you really uh, look? Do you really think good, that the bro. Saints is gonna go on a three game slide, bro, and lose three games in a row? Hey, hey, look, anything is possible. That's facts. Uh, you got New Orleans. I'm not New Orleans. New England and Miami Dolphins. They face off against each other. Uh, nine and a half spread for Miami to win the game. Jets and Giants play against each other. Jets favorite to win by three points. I think the Giants are gonna pull it off. Um, yeah, the Giants gonna win that. Uh, Jacks, Jacksonville and Steelers play against each other, and actually, I think the Steelers gonna beat y'all, man. I know, I know the Lions say we own the Steelers, boy. We own the Steelers. Yeah, y'all ain't owning them this week because I think y'all gonna be under pressure. Boy, we own them. We've been owning them since the days of. Goddamn Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Troy Palomalu. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to see how long Trevor Lawrence can stand in that pocket. What's his name? Uh, Joy Porter Jr.? Okay. Okay. We're going to see how long he can stand in the pocket, bro. Travis this weekend. 
getting some of this Christian Kirk in their life. Now you know what? I never I'd say hey, that, if y'all can, if y'all can make time for uh Trevor Lawrence to make a play, I, I believe it. I truly do believe it. Hey, who start? Hey, who starting for the uh for the Steelers? At quarterback? Yeah. Shit, hopefully Kenny Pickett is back. I hope so too, so we can win. <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you think, oh, you think it's the backup play? Y'all not gonna win? Oh, no, no, no. So, if Kenny Piggins start, we're going to win by like a touchdown or a field goal. If Mitch Trubisky start, we blowing him out. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm going to ride with the Steelers, though, like I said. Uh, Philly versus Washington. Um, Washington. I mean, Washington, you know, they probably going to lose this Man. game. Philly, Philly is favored to win by seven points, but that's pretty good. Looking at the spread, that means Washington got a chance. Um, Cleveland and Seattle. Seattle is favored to y'all beat Cleveland to, by three and a half. Y'all need, y'all need to trade for Terry McLaurin, bro. He needs a fresh start, bro. Trade for Chase Young too. He needs a fresh start too. Uh, we can't y'all have need, them all. Need a combo deal right there. We we can't have them all, but I'll take one of them. But hey, I'm pretty. Look, hey, look, I'm pretty sure. Look, they selling. They selling Chase Young. Y'all can have. They selling Chase Young, bro. Yeah, they, they selling Chase Young, bro. They selling. Um, Kansas City and Denver play against each other again. You already know who's gonna win that one. Kansas City by far, but but it's funny because the spread is only seven points, so they expecting something different. Um, no, they just gave them seven points because they professional, bro. You don't see them outrageous numbers in college. Let me tell you something. When I read that stat that Denver has not beaten Kansas City in eight years, I'm like, bro, bro. Like, oh my God, just, just, just let it go. <laughs> you might have a point on that. Uh, them being professionals, you know, because there ain't no big spread lines like that. Not this week. Baltimore yeah. over Arizona. Um, you said Baltimore and Arizona. Yeah, Baltimore will beat Arizona. Uh, hey, Arizona trying though. They're they gonna, gonna win this game. It's gonna be competitive, I like but the fact that they try. Yeah, it's gonna be competitive, but yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore should should win that game. Cincinnati and 49ers. Now that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, now that I know that Brock Purdy has been activated. Uh and good. forty and the 49ers are actually favored to win this game five and a half. Yeah, cause I don't know, man. Now I don't, look, know, I don't know I don't know what to say about. Now look, about, check this one out, bro. Cincinnati. I never, I never know what I'm getting. I never know what I'm getting. I don't know if I'm getting, you know, MVP caliber Joe Burrow. I know what I'm getting every week out of Jamar Chase. He gonna show up every game. Nah, you gonna get, you gonna Joe get MVP Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow this week. You get MVP. Man, hell nah, because Joe Mixon don't ever show up. The offensive line show up when they feel like it. Like, I feel like, but you know what? I will say this, though. Cincinnati is probably one of the greatest second-half teams in the NFL right now, bro. And I think Cincinnati might pull it off, bro. Man, I can't see the 49ers losing three in a row, though. Not three in a row. That that That's tough, but it happens. Um, it, no, you're, not, you're not joking about that. But if, if, but if look, that happens, hey, you, all you're doing is just proving my theory right about Brock Purdy. <laughs> Put in Sam Darnold. 
Nah, man. If they lose, I don't think it's gonna be because of Brock Purdy. But we'll see. It ain't gonna be because of the defense. You're right. You're right. But and not unless one of them DBs uh give up a big play. But uh, check out this Sunday night game, man. Chicago and the uh L.A. Chargers face off against each other. First off, why is Chicago playing Sunday night? Bro, and and you said and you said the Texans don't have a prime time game. We ain't got one prime, bro. We ain't got one prime time game. We ain't got no Thursday night, no Monday, Sunday. We ain't got nothing. But Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears, two and five Chicago Bears get a fucking Sunday night game against the L.A. Chargers. But that's two two and five teams battling out for trash the Rivers. Oh man! Well, two and five and two thank and you four. For telling me that. I won't be watching that. And Monday night is the Vegas Raiders and the Detroit Lions. Let's go Lions! We know who's winning now. Let's go Lions! Let's go Lions! We ain't even got a we ain't even got a question who's winning that one. Hey, well, that's a wrap on the ML. I mean. That's a wrap on the NFL. Now let's switch over to MLB real quick. Talk about our uh, disappointing Houston Astros. Um, Houston Astros lost the series four to three against the Rangers. The last two games, game six and seven, uh, game six nine to two, game seven eleven to four. Both games at home for the Astros. Disappointing after they uh, ran a ran a three game win streak against the Rangers away in. Uh, Arlington, and they come home, and they just can't win one game. What a letdown. Happy that Dusty Baker is retiring and looking forward to it. Uh, Dusty, Dusty did his thing, bro. Happy that Dusty Baker is retiring and looking forward to seeing some new players and some new tactics because uh, um, Maldonado <laughs> needs to be on the side in the uh, bullpen and calling the players from the side instead of playing catcher out there in the field and going up to swing that sorry-ass bat of his. Yeah, congrats, Houston Astros. Thank you very much for the letdown against the sorry-ass Texas Rangers. Yeah, I'm pissed off. Uh, it shows. Because you know what? I, I'm actually upset, too. Because this is probably one of the weakest World Series ever. We have two teams that barely squeaked into the playoffs in the World Series you got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Well, I will say this. Although both teams barely squeaked into the playoffs, both teams actually was pretty dominant throughout the season at different points of the year. And then they had some letdowns. So, uh, it could be a good series. I mean, game one, it went 11 innings until the Rangers won 6-5. to five. So, you know, you, ne- you never know what you're going to get. But to be honest, bro, I-, I lost interest, you know, especially it being those two teams. Um, I don't know what to expect, but it's kind of scary to say. But the Rangers might actually win the World Series. But I'm 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 cheering for the Diamondbacks. You know what's crazy? And the teams that the Diamondbacks and the Rangers lost to, mm-hmm. those are the teams that they beat. They were actually dominated by in the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part. Yep. Yep, because it, it, it was division teams. Division teams, man. Well. Uh, and then, so 
honestly, where do you feel the Astros should go as far as like management wise at this point? Um, I don't know, but I, I I think that they might need to just pull somebody up that's already in a uh on a on a rock you know, on a uh team, like in a manager. Like maybe the uh the, the bench crazy coach. Part is, you got a championship team no matter who manage. Exactly. And and I know they've been talking about somebody that's already uh I think they bench coach or somebody they've been talking about and hyping up saying that he's supposed to be pretty good. So I don't really see them doing no wrong and, you know, uh moving him up. And getting a, uh, the promotion, but I'm pretty sure there's some other Hall of Fame kind of like managers out there that they can go get that could prep them nah, to be ready. I feel like they don't need no old school ass manager. Cause we not in the scandal no more. There's no more signs stealing. They need somebody young who can actually make a aggressive play call instead of just sitting back there watching the team crumble. Like you gotta know when the pool, you gotta know when the pool pitchers, when to switch up the rotation, when the bats is hot. Dusty didn't do none of that in this final year. No, Dusty. He did none of that. Dusty did some horrible managing, bro. Like there was several times throughout these playoffs uh, where I was just disappointed in how Dusty managed the game. You know, just like him not, like you said, not pulling the pitcher out in enough time, letting people go up for bat that. Don't deserve to be up for bat like Maldonado when you got bases loaded and, you know, you got maybe one out or whatever or, or no outs and, and you just need that one good hit, bro. Like, you know Maldonado is not going to get it. I know you can trust your player. You can love your player. But some players, bro, just not made to do that. And Maldi ain't never been no good batter. So why would you allow him to go up there and try to make that big play when you know this play right here is really going to be – no, the, the play of the game for either team. Yeah. And then the way we got blown out in game seven was just ridiculous. Man, just yeah. ga- game seven was crazy because uh, the way our, our pitchers uh, pitched in the game, who he put in the pitch, like, I don't feel like he really pitched like he, you know, like his back was against. I mean, I don't feel like he managed like his back was against the wall. I would have threw Verlander out there, bro. I would have threw Rikidi hey, out there, bro. Rotation. Like I would have went full rotation. Yeah. Because you got to treat that game seven like game seven of the World Series. And he didn't do that. Exactly. Because my thing like is, man. One, like, like, if we gotta, like we got a game eight or something. Yeah, because, here, because look, if you look at it like this, bro, my thing is, man, that was what? That was, what day was that? That was like, what, Tuesday? Not, it wasn't Tuesday. That no, was Monday. like. It was Monday. Monday. That was Monday. So. If Verlander had pitched, he still got, what, four days, four days, five days to get rest? And all, and really, to be honest with you, all Verlander needed to do was give you, like, one or two innings, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's all he really needed. That's all he needed to do, just give you one or two innings, bro. So, whoever the next manager is, I need y'all to be looking at another starter and a closer. We need a relief Hey, update. Real quick, update. Oklahoma lost. Kansas prevailed. Got the victory. 38-32? to 32. You joking. It, was, it went to overtime? No. Oh, wow. Hey, well, that's a massive shakeup right there. Yeah. That's a massive shakeup. So, it's about to get real interesting. And you know what's really crazy? Kansas State... They're six and two. 
Kansas is what, like six and two or something like that as well. And I believe they play next week against each other. So those two teams is really gonna make some big some big rumbles, bro, across the Big Twelve. And college football. Yeah, I ain't kidding. I ain't kidding about that one. That one's gonna be good. Like, but, uh, it just turned out to be a good little shake up right there. But look, little quick update. Um in the major league soccer world. Houston Dynamo face off against Real Salt Lake at home uh, tomorrow, which is Sunday in the playoffs. Oh, is round one. And I think it's best I of three. Might, I might want to go see that. Life needs Man, great teammates. <laughs> Be there for yours. What the hell? Yeah, bro. I got to see that one. I got to check that one out for sure. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Hey, we might. Hey, we might have to go to that one together because I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know nobody that want to go to no soccer game. So, hey, but the tickets is reasonable, bro. Yeah, they like the tw- should be reasonable. Yeah, they like twenty dollars or something. Yeah, we might have to get up in there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that one. That game started at six. No, it started five o'clock. Five o'clock tomorrow. But like I said, I think yeah. it's best. It's best of three though. So I think Houston home tomorrow. Then they go to Salt Lake, and then they'll come back to Houston. So you know what I'm saying? We got time to decide. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Houston Rockets NBA season started. They're only two so far. Lost to Orlando. Lost to San Antonio. Um, the Orlando game was very disappointing. You know, just to open up the season, I expected better. Out of the Rockets players overall, game two was a, a much better effort from from the team and the players. But uh, some of the players look lost, and some of the some of the players, man, like Jalen Green, I, I'm still not really happy with the product that he's been providing. Um, nah, Jalen got 22. Hey, that Spurs game was good all the way through. Like it, now, there was a couple of like defensive mishaps. And, you know, Jabari Smith should, should not be holding Wimpy. I don't care what anybody thinks. He should not be holding Wimpy. Well, look. That's just, they, that's just dumb. To be honest, to be honest, bro, they really ain't got nobody that can hold Wimpy that's that tall. But uh, you, you just kind of got to roll with what you got. Um, I ain't really got much to say about the NBA, man. You know, it's still early. They still got 80 games left. But hopefully the Rockets get it together. Yeah, a lot of the games are looking competitive. Hey, Jokic, you look like you're going for MVP again, my boy, because you out of you playing damn good. You too, Luca. Yeah. Uh all all the NBA stars is looking like, like they supposed to be looking overall, if you wanna say that, you know. Yeah, and I feel like the Rockets gonna get us together. What I saw last night compared to the Orlando game, they looked much better. They looked better on defense. Even though they let it slip away in the fourth quarter, going into overtime, the first three quarters and halfway through the fourth, they looked very competitive. You know, he, he Doku, he knew when to make certain transitions, when to make good substitutions. Everybody, you know, was in double digits as far as like the starting lineup goes, as far as points. I mean, it was a very good effort, very good. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm mad at the loss. But I'm not mad at the effort they displayed at all. Oh yeah, and then you know, now the one player I will highlight on this Rockets team is is Sengun. Like, 
That boy, hey, bro, that post game is amazing. When he when he do the little fade and turn around, it's it's money every time. And I'm I'm happy to see the progress out of him. Like I think out of all of the young players we got, he's the one that's shining the brightest. Jalen Green, like I said, I think Jalen Green is okay, but I don't think he's gonna be what we expected him to be. To be totally honest, I think he's eventually just gonna be a regular starter. Um and possibly they, they probably should just start di- diverting the ball strictly through Singoon and going from there and then playing through Jalen and Van Vliet and the rest of them. Jabari, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's still too early to really tell how he has improved. We got to see what he do in the, you know, in the next 25, 30 games. But, he needs isolation plays. Yeah, but I would say so far uh, from the two games that I've seen, he's looked like the same Jabari Smith to me. Yeah, he 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 looked he looked so slow on transition defense, and then when he got blocked twice in a row by Wimby, I'm like, bro, kick the ball out, bro, kick the ball out. Yeah, and then you know, then Jalen Green uh, in the last game against Orlando, he was getting blocked. He got blocked twice by uh, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I, I'm just not. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. I know it's week. I know it's two, two games in. It's still too early to tell, but I'm just not really happy with with the players. I don't know if it's really the coaching because Emmy Udoka is, is a pretty good coach, as far as I know. Hey, but I feel like, but if you look at game one and game two of the season, it's a dramatic. It was like night and day as far as like the transition, and I feel like Orlando. Yeah, they do have talent, but outside of but outside of Franz and Paulo. They don't really, like, you know, Jonathan Bender's okay. Or Jonathan Isaac, or whatever his name is. Like, he okay. But, you know, they just have, like, a whole bunch of role players. But, but they let Marquez Folk get hot. They let Cole Anthony get hot. So, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. They play Golden State on Sunday. So... We looking at possibly going zero and three before we get our first victory. Wait a minute, when they play Golden State? This Sunday. Uh, and then, man. then we're gonna be playing Charlotte. So that okay. we we'll probably end up being one and three. Hey, uh, Brandon Miller was looking good in this opening debut, and you already know we need somebody that's gonna hold uh, Lamelo. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel like they got opportunities. They really need to take advantage of them. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, they're gonna have to get better, bro. Um last last thing we gotta talk about. Um, I realized that the big fight was today. Fury yeah, I thought it was tonight. It's in the middle of the day. What yeah. kind of crap is that? Fury and Nganu. Who you got in this fight? What you, what you expect? Oh, man, you know I'm hey, you know, I'm riding you know, I'm riding with the one man that can always, you know what I'm saying? Get, you know what I'm saying? Get it right for me. Tyson Fury? I, I'm, I'm going with Tyson Fury. I got to go with the Gypsy King, bro. He's the better boxer, bro. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at it like that, as far as, like, who going to score the points, who going to – who who got the, the experience in, in boxing and stuff like that, it's easily easy to go with Tyson Fury. Only way Ngannou, I think, really get this win is probably by knockout because I just don't really see him really prepared to just jump in a ring and box, you know, 12 rounds, bro, versus doing UFC. That's just a totally 
totally, totally different workout, uh, different technique and strategy. So I, I, I agree, man. Uh, Tyson Fury probably all the way. Yeah, because Tyson Fury is not only he's a more skilled boxer, like I feel like basically it's gonna be just basically they just gonna be just just two groups just going at it. Yeah, I don't really like it's. It's not gonna be like Deontay Wilder, like wild brawling like that. No, nah. it's gonna be real boxing. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be real boxing. I think Ngannou's gonna be gonna be brawling, and he might accidentally almost try to kick that boy. You know, he might forget. <laughs> I hope not, because that's gonna really real fight. But you never know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, other than that, man, I, I think that's it. We, you know, what I'm saying we covered everything. We, you know, it's been a good a good uh, session here, bro. Oh yeah, as always, man. Man, we got we got to get it back in person though, you know, because it's always just better when we doing it in person. But, always, um, always, man. Hey, but you know, I, I I had fun either way though, bro. Yep. Well, people, um, that's another episode of the HSC. I appreciate everybody for listening. I know it's another good long one, but uh, like I said, we we covered all the major factors. Thank you. Hey, y'all have a, hey, y'all stay safe, man.